The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Matt Chat's Going In Raw, Matt Chat. Uh, it's a show that I think is a lot of fun because in this show, we solicit video questions from our friendos in the Patreon community at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. At $20 a month, you become eligible to run your video question right here on Matt Chat. It's a lot of fun. I love interacting with the friendos. Um, it's a blast. Larson, I believe our community is best community. Oh, easily. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we've got a bunch of great video questions today, but before we get started with that, I want to let you guys know that you can find us right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, where if you hit that subscribe button and the notify bell, you will be told, well, not verbally, you'll be notified every time there's a new episode of Going In Raw. We're also available wherever fine podcasts can be found in the audio realm. Uh, if you have a few moments, if you want to help support Going In Raw in a free and easy way, download um, I'm sorry, subscribe to Going In Raw with whatever podcast app you use. And then maybe leave a comment or write a review. If you have a little, a couple like, like a minute, you know, a minute of your free time really helps boost the exposure of Going In Raw. Um, as I stated, we're also on Patreon. There's not just a $20 tier. There's all sorts of different reward tiers. We, uh, should, just, we should just have a $20 tier. Just one single $20. We'll see how that far, how far that gets us. Not very. Uh, at $1, you can watch Going In Raw ad-free mm-hmm. um, and enjoy most days, uh, usually Monday through Friday, uh, post-show. We're recording this on Wednesday. Yeah. There's no post-show today because the internet went down. Yeah. What a bummer. Um, and uh, so, yeah, lots of fun. Uh, so, yeah. That's yeah. Good. Let's go to our first question. Are you, by the way, are you exhausted because two days ago or last night, yeah. not last night, the night before, we uh, had our super showdown. Well, it hasn't happened yet, so no, I'm not exhausted yet. I am but so tired. By this time this video goes up, yes, I'll be exhausted. Exhausted. Just tired. All right. First question from Nathan Cody. Let's see what Nathan Cody has to say. G'day, Stephen Larson. It's Nathan Cody here with my very first match chat question. It's very simple. Does Steph and Triple H need to go to the board and get rid of Vince? not ideal but we get the creative that we want and they desperately need see you later guys later too sweet hearty handshake thank you nathan debut matt chat question i believe i I love what's going on in the background there nathan is there from australia and there's a little flavor of whatever the hell the local stuff is going on there i love that that's what i love about matt chat oftentimes you know people from all over the world will be sending in matt chat questions and you can see like a little little slice of What's going on there? Mm-hmm. And in this case, there is some sort of uh, port, maybe a do- some docks, maybe, and uh, some noises happening. Yeah, noises. Anyways, welcome to Matt Chat, Nathan. Yes, um, I love this question. Uh, what do you think? You you go first. Do oh, you want me to go first? Do you think Triple H and Stephanie should kick the old man? Should they go to the board of directors and say, "Hey, Vince, uh, he doesn't really know what he's doing anymore. Ratings are are in the dumpster." Um, get rid of this guy. So I mean, can... should they? Probably not. But uh, because Vince is basically synonymous with WWE, so in that sense, Vince is synonymous with all of pro wrestling. However, for the sake of argument, sure, why not? Yeah. As you Bold just said, move. as you just said, ratings down, yeah. attendance down, yeah, interest down, 
everything heading down. Sure, they just negotiated two huge television contracts, um, but uh, the trajectory of their television business, apart from the, the monetary aspect, all headed in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you could lay a, a lot of the blame for that, on, uh, especially on Raw, Crap Creative. Who has final say in all things creative? Yeah. Vince. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, Triple H is a guy who tried to lobby to get into the main event of WrestleMania 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he's an ambitious dude. He was backstabbing people left yes. and right. He might not be engaging in that level of politicking anymore. Um, but who's to say that he and Stephanie can't uh, talk amongst each other? A few others uh, in the higher-up positions WWE. Um, go to the board, make the case that uh, Vince is out of touch, um, and say, kick him out, install us in power, um, we'll right the ship. It's not going to happen, and it probably shouldn't happen. It definitely shouldn't happen. Definitely shouldn't happen. Here's why. Because the only metric that matters is money. It's the only metric that matters. Especially to, to board members. And they literally, have you seen their stock price? It's pretty high. It's, it's obscenely high. They just made a shit ton of money off of TV deals, massive amounts of money, and that's that's all that matters to the people in charge. And so, no, absolutely not. In fact, I think the stock price would probably start tumbling down because I think people, they even though even though it's kind of interesting reading some reports about sort of the, the, the TV negotiations, how Vince wasn't really too hands-on with it, um, which at this point I guess he doesn't have to be. But still, I think people, um, you know, they see Vince McMahon up at the top and they think stability. That's why the, they, they should not kick him off. I mean, it, what it should be is Vince should be – relinquishing day-to-day creative to Triple H and Stephanie, and and he can remain that sort of source of business stability up there at the top, and he can focus on the on the XFL. I saw there was a fairly interesting uh, Twitter th- thread uh, with um, uh, Ryan Satin, mm-hmm. and, uh, and God, I forget his name, but apparently he used to be, like, he used to work for the WWE, mm. um, and it had to do with the fact that nobody, apparently... And this is interesting. I meant to talk to you about maybe running this on like the Friday show mm-hmm. and talking about it, mm-hmm. um, which is may or may not happen, I guess now. Uh, <laughs> but but um, there was an interesting conversation about does the WWE actually give a shit about ratings? Do they care? And uh, and the guy that Ryan Satin was talking to, and again, maybe we'll talk about this on Friday, uh, said it was, it was a resounding no. Hmm. Like they do not care at all because the bottom line is the household ratings don't matter nearly as much as the demographic you're bringing in and all the metrics in the world say that WWE is doing totally fine regardless of how bad the ratings are. That's an interesting take. It's something that would be fun to discuss, which is why I was going to bring it to you. Yeah. Um, because you're typically the producer of the Monday, Friday news shows. In yeah, terms yeah, of, like, yeah, news yeah, that goes yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so no, WWE is doing just fine. Um, creatively speaking, does is everything to my liking? No, Raw I, I find kind of tedious these days. SmackDown I love. It's like my favorite two hours of, of wrestling TV right now. NXT I love. They have a very robust WWE network, which has become sort of the Smithsonian of wrestling content. Um, so there's a lot right. There's a lot that you can point to at Vince McMahon and say, you know, it's hard to, you know, the proof is in the pudding. The uh, the results are there. 
lots of money coming into the company. They're able to snatch up pretty much all the, the talent and whatever competitor they, they want to go after um, for the most part. So, uh, yeah, I, I think they're probably they're probably fine with Vince at the top, probably just waiting, waiting him out, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I personally would love to see Triple H and Stephanie um, at the helm completely, totally creatively speaking. Um, but, you know, the bottom line is it's a business. It's not it is. it's not a business of catering to Steve's, you know, proclivities. No, it's, it's a, a business of making money. <laughs> and so far with Vince at the head. They've been doing that. Exactly. So, yeah. no, he should not be removed as head of the board. Next, Joshua Martinez. The dynamic knight himself. Let us see what he has to say. Hey, friendos. So, we saw how the attendance was for the New Japan show in Long Beach. And, obviously, it wasn't up to par to the other USA shows they had earlier this year and last year. So, my question to you is, is the hype kind of dying down with new japan or is this just kind of a surplus of like big shows especially with all in being not too long ago uh i think it may be just the fact that all in wasn't too long not too long ago and that's probably what caused the low attendance but i'd be happy to see what you guys think thanks friendos thank you joshua thank you joshua you get to go first this time steve nice Oh, I'm going to say, excuse me, is the hype dying down for New Japan? Yeah, sure it is. Of course it is, because they've been doing this for like a year now. Um, Their shows here in the United States, Um, as Kenny Omega correctly pointed out, there's a lot of empty seats at that last New Japan show. Um, That's if, if you take a look at where the hype was when they started and you take a look at what the hype is now, of course it's going to die down. Of course, it's not going to be what it was before. Um, have they been successful in their expansion? Absolutely. More people are aware of the product. More people are probably subscribing to the network. Um, but, you know, the, their their rollout of their live shows here in the U.S. Um, probably were not executed the way they should have been. However, it's obvious from their rollout that they are in this for the long haul. They're not trying to be a one-time flash-in-the-pan deal here in the United States and they disappear for a long time. They're rolling out a fairly ambitious um, live event uh, 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 schedule for the United States, and I think that's great. I think that people love New Japan. Um, they've made their mark. They're going to continue to make their mark, but you know nothing's going to match that first the hype around that first show when everything sold out immediately. Um, but you know, it's you, you can't sustain that level of hype the entire time. So just the fact that they've been doing this for a little time, for a little while now. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, sure, absolutely. It is. The, you see how many empty seats are worth that yeah, show? Yeah, the are you issue about? No. the issue with New Japan and, and their expansion into North America is not so much a matter of hype or lack thereof, because crowds, fans are still really hyped to see their product. The problem is, uh, is a matter of geography. They've gone to California too many times in the last year. Kind of Los Angeles too many times. Yes. Um, if they had done the first show in Long Beach, done the second show in Long Beach at the Walter Pyramid, mm-hmm. those both sold out super quickly. Mm-hmm. Then from there, if they had gone somewhere else, the problem is is that the first couple of times, people will fly in for it. Mm-hmm. After that, they're not going to fly in for it. Um, and, and so you got to take your product to other audiences. So instead of doing uh, maybe the Cow Palace show, the third show this July, they should have went to Seattle, mm-hmm. Chicago, which they probably would have done with All In. 
um, Philadelphia. Because we saw with All In and next year the the G1 Supercard, um, if it's an event, if it's something uh, that seems special, people are going to get excited about it and they're going to go. Yep. All In sold out quickly. A lot of New Japan talent there. They're uh, co-promoting G1 Supercard with Ring of Honor at Madison Square Garden. Both those shows sold out quickly. Um, the second problem um, they've been having is that I think we, as American audiences, for major shows, especially with WWE, we know what the, the generally speaking, or we can kind of project what the card is going to look like for that particular show. For the most part. WrestleMania is a little different. Yeah. Um, but we're usually, we're, we, typically speaking, we know what the card is going to be a couple weeks, three weeks, four weeks out of the show actually happening. That hasn't always been the case with, with New Japan shows here in the States. This last one, uh, they revealed the card six days before the show. Um, so we, we don't know what there is to be excited about. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, if they announced the cards sooner, um, if they started hitting different uh, regions in the States, um, I think you'd see really healthy crowds. Mm-hmm. I think that, that, that's the two major issues. If they'd not done so many shows uh, within the year here in California, if they'd gone to other regions in the States and and tried to fill up 5,000 seat arenas, I don't think they'd have a problem the first time there. Yeah, but I wonder if they're trying to, if, if the plan is to establish LA. As... Oh, they're trying to establish the West Coast as their base. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I understand and that. And specifically Los Angeles. They yeah. have the dojo here. Yeah. Um, and so... I think it's probably, you know, they, they seem, they, they do things. They're not reactionary with how they plan. Mm-mm. They're a stay the course long-term mm-hmm. type thing. Um, and I think part of it is with the Long Beach thing, it was interesting. And I don't know, maybe they do regret it. Maybe they think their rollout should have been different. I don't know. But it also wouldn't surprise me if they're, if they said, you know what? Win, lose, or draw, we're going to run here in Long Beach again. And if we don't draw as many people as the first show, that's fine. We're just letting everybody know this is something we're going to do. You know, this is where we are. This is our territory. And, you know, we'll roll out other to maybe they'll do the Cow Palace again for their next show. I don't know mm-hmm. if they have another one scheduled or not. No, they haven't, I don't think they have anything scheduled till G1 Madison. Supercard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because usually at these U.S. shows... They'll announce the next show because obviously yeah, like, that didn't happen. The MSG time. show that's going to be a one-off. I don't I don't see them trying to invade the East Coast necessarily. I think they're going to stick to the West Coast for now. Well, I think the West Coast will be their base, but I yeah. didn't think it would be it would probably be it would behoove them to start going yeah. other places. Yeah, maybe I don't, I don't. Maybe they're taking more of a territory approach. I trust New Japan. I trust their business oh, yeah, practices, yeah, yeah. so I think they're fine. I think that. Um, I think that's with them, you know, the, the philosophy, and this is a cliche, but slow and steady wins the race in terms of their own race to get where they want to be um, is great because you see there's, there's, there's more steady buzz about what happens at their shows within the storylines than before they started. And that's mm-hmm. what they want. They want mm-hmm. the word to be getting out there, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, no, it's all good. It's, it's good stuff. Uh, next up, we've got Devin. Let's see what Devin has to say. Hey, Stephen Larson. It's Devin from the Island again. We're here with another Matt Chat question. Uh, I'd like to thank you guys for mentioning me on last week's. That's always cool, and I hope you guys like the funny tweets I send you um, that I see online. Hope they brighten your day. Uh, my question is about the Royal Rumble. Uh, right now, we're hearing a lot of speculation about it being a repeat winner. 
which a lot of people speculate could be The Rock or Roman Reigns, and it kind of disheartens me to see that it could be a very political rumble this year versus previous years. I mean, could be like the Batista year. Um, I want to get your takes on that, and how do you feel about the Women's Royal Rumble? I mean, could it be the rumored Charlotte, and then, like I said, we could have a triple threat, or how do we feel that that's going to play out as well? I mean, in order to get champion versus champion, they'd probably book Ronda Rousey in the in the event, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, I want to get your takes on the Rumble and your predictions, and how you feel like four months out. I mean, we still got times away, but we'll see what happens. Uh, thank you so much, Steve and Larson. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Stay strong, brothers. Thank you, Devin. Thank you, Devin. Uh, I got to go first. All right. You go first. So if we are to see uh, a former Rumble winner win it again, here are our options. Mm-hmm. And this is any possibility. I guess I should toss Batista in here too. Batista, The Rock, Triple H, HBK, Undertaker, Rey Mysterio, John Cena, Randall Orton, Sheamus, Roman Reigns, Nakamura. That's our field that we're looking That's at. That's our field. Of these names, uh, two stand out to me. One, we've heard that they want to do Rock Reigns at WrestleMania. So I guess they could have The Rock show up and win the Rumble, mm-hmm. which would be kind of lame because mm-hmm. it really someone else, anybody else should win the Rumble. Yeah. Um, if they want to do Rock Reigns, there's a million other ways they can set that up without having The Rock win the Rumble. Uh, but if we have a story of Dean turning on the shield and the main event to be at WrestleMania is a shield triple threat for the universal title, then have Roman Reigns win, or better yet, have co-winners of the Rumble, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. So then you have to do some weird storyline crap to get yeah, the triple but, threat. But here's you the thing, though. You establish that through the Rumble. The precedent set for that, though, is at WrestleMania, Seth fights Dean first, and then later on in the main event, Roman Reigns gets to fight Dean See, that, second. They can make up whatever rules they want, man. I know, I know. I'm just because why would they have done? Why did they ever do that at WrestleMania? It's terrible. 10? That it's was a terrible so idea. Bad. Terrible idea. That was so bad. As for the women's Rumble, I really want Oscar to win it. Have her win the Rumble again. Have her actually win the title this time. Yeah. Um, I think that would be great. However, I think Charlotte's going to come up short in her feud against Becky. Um, Charlotte's going to enter the Rumble. She will win it. She'll challenge Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. That's what probably is going to happen. Did they make? And again, they can change rules whenever they want to. Yeah. Didn't they make yeah. a big stink last year? No, that was Money in the Bank when they said you can only challenge for your brand. Rumble this thing. year it was either brand. Oh, was it really? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Because um, the end of the the Rumble, they had uh, Charlotte and Alexa Bliss come down the ring. Man, I just I. Okay, so never bet on them going all in on Roman Reigns. That's obvious at this point. But really, Roman Reigns again? The Rock would be what? The Rock would be whatever. He'd he'd like the crowd would explode big time if The Rock won. It would be silly as hell or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But Reigns? They, will they really risk Roman Reigns? Oh, like they, they saw they saw what a pop Shinsuke got last year. Yeah, Roman Reigns winning. Ugh. That's why you have Roman and Seth win. People will pop for Seth. Yeah, I know. That would actually be really good. That would be really good. Um, my vote is for Randy Orton. He's been doing great work. He's been doing great work. Been doing great work. He's torturing people. Yeah. And uh, and that, this is only for repeat winners. I kind of think that it should be Daniel Bryan, to be honest with you. Because Miz is going to take that title off AJ. And then Probably. it should be Daniel Bryan. But he hasn't won before. Um, so, I don't know. I kind of feel like, number one, 
the repeat means like back to back. Like this is just like previous winner. Like the person was as a previous winner. Mm-hmm. Repeat just means it's gonna be Shinsuke again, which that doesn't really. Or like or Oscar, um, or Oscar. Yeah, exactly. So um, I don't know. As far as the women's rumble, I'd like to see it be Oscar again. You know, they keep her really strong. They just don't have her doing anything of significance right now. So it'd be really nice if they brought her back around to significance by being the first, you know, the the only, after two years, the only person mm-hmm. ever to have won the, the Women's Rumble. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. I could see it going much I'm, I was just trying to come up with answers different than yours. Yeah. But Charlotte, Rock Reigns, I'll, be, I'll believe it when I see it. It wouldn't surprise me, but I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I know. Um, Charlotte, I, I could see, I could totally see that happening. That would make total sense. Um, oh, yeah. Her versus Ronda Rousey, that's a tricky situation, though. That's a tricky situation. How so? Because Charlotte has to lose. Yeah. To Ronda Rousey. Yeah. That sucks. And, I mean, that wouldn't present sort of a problem. I don't know. They, Charlotte gets booed these days, but that's because yeah. she's sort of in a Roman Reigns position. If, if they had, if Charlotte was, boy, I don't know. Even, like, Charlotte's like wrestling royalty. Like, I don't know how the fans would react. If they want Ronda to get... If they want Ronda to get that face heat, to get the like the, the cheers against Charlotte, even and here's the thing, even if Charlotte's a heel, that might make things worse. Like that may make may may make people cheer for Charlotte even more if she was a I heel. Don't I don't, I don't know. know, man. I don't That's know. That's a tough situation. I feel like no matter what they do, I don't think they care really about the crowd reaction. If they think the the match doesn't get uh, eyeballs. Oh, by the way, I found the, the dude's name that Ryan Santos had that conversation with. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Tom Cassiello. Um, apparently he was, oh, a uh, writer of uh, WWE uh, product in from 2011 to 2016. Okay. So, um, Anyways, I don't think they care what the audience reaction is. They think Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey is going to bring mainstream attention. And that's all they care about. Yeah, I think you're right about that. You're probably right. They don't care if it gets booed. Next up. Uh, okay, so pay very close attention. Tim Spulak has a question. It is the shortest, I believe, in history. It might be. I think he beat Therese Abada's record. It might. Blink and you'll miss it. Tim Spulak, here's his question. Go. Greatest wrestling botch. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Wrestling's greatest botch. Um, you go first because oh, all right. one of your answers is absolutely, totally, 100% the correct one. The other one shouldn't be funny. But it is, so you go first. All right, the right answer is Shockmaster. That's the right answer. When he busts through that wall Kool-Aid man style and trips over a board that was mistakenly placed there. It is a true It is a true wrestling botch. The whole thing, down to the the, the spray-painted Stormtrooper helmet, to Ole Anderson doing the voiceover and some... And laughing. Yeah, and yeah. some gravelly voice. Yeah. Everything about it should be... Well, should have been, like, totally, you know... When it was pitched in in product in the shot booking down. meeting, shot, shot down, down immediately, yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, and yet somehow it made it through. But they went every step of the way. They did it. It was all bad. Yeah, it was all bad. The fuzzy vest, the jeans, everything bad. It was so weird. None of it made sense. It, and it was just weird. One of the oddest had to be X Pac ripping his butthole during a match. Yeah, that's sad but hilarious. It shouldn't be funny. It should not be funny. But buttholes are inherently funny. And when you're in the middle of a wrestling match, which is inherently a ridiculous situation because it's a wrestling match. And your butthole tears on the uh, exposed turnbuckle. And then you say the words to the ref, I think I tore my butthole. Yeah. That's a, te- like, that's a terrible situation. Oh, it sucks. It probably hurts so bad. Oh, so bad. 
and if it hurt to me, I mean, I'm sorry, if it happened to me, I would, I still, I would find the humor in it. Mm -hmm. You know, man, I come into work, man, God, dude. And you're like, what, what happened? I would text you as soon as it happened. Oh yeah. I ripped my butthole. Yeah. Yeah. Because come on, that sucks, but it's so funny. Um, so there's that. I'm going to throw this out there. This is another situation where it shouldn't be funny, but it definitely is. It's less fun. It's it's less bad. It's not as bad as tearing your butthole. But when Vince McMahon ran down at the end of Rumble 2006, six? Six, five, something like that, to restart the, the Rumble between Batista and Cena, I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he tore his quads on the way to the ring. And he got in and sat there and started barking orders at everybody. The funniest part is when he gets in the ring, tries to stand up, and it looks like his legs are made of jello because <laughs> they bow a little bit, and then he falls on his butt yeah. and just sits there. Yeah. And, and he man, can't move his legs because they're gone. Hats off to Vince for fighting that pain and performing. And everybody else. God damn, that must have hurt. For trying their best, not successfully necessarily, at, at looking like they're not thoroughly confused. And staying in character, it's like, wait a second. I know what you're saying, but why are you sitting there? What's wrong? Can we get you some help? Can we get you some help, please? You know, okay, we'll, we'll continue the match. Just hold on a second. No, there was none of that. There was no concern no. for his legs. They were acting as if he was standing there and everything was normal. That's what you got to do. But, Show must go on. Right, but it wasn't normal. And nobody in that arena was taking it in as something normal. So they should have probably reacted similarly. Mm-hmm. Like some people needed to help him up or something. I don't know. Oh, man. Boy, that was bizarre. It was. It's funny in hindsight. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. But all sorts of great botches out there. How about oh, yeah. the dude just last year? That guy. Oh, that missed the table? That one's real good, too. Oh, man. Oh, so many good God. ones. That was my favorite gif of last oh, year. Oh, yeah. It was great. All right. We got another uh, question here from... Original Sin, Eric Sinat. Yeah, another new Matt Chatter. Let's see what Eric has to say. What's up, friendos? The Original Sin, Eric Sinat here with his first ever Matt Chat question, accompanied by Figgy the Furry Snake Roberts. Question for Steven Larson today is, what's the best way a babyface can give up or lose while in a submission hold? Would it be from passing out from the pain but never actually giving up, like uh, Ember Moon did with Shayna Baszler or Steve Austin and Bret Hart? Or would it be where... The story leads to such a peak where for they've been in a hold for so long, like Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle, but he finally has to give in because he just can't get out. Love to know what you guys think. Too sweet, hearty handshake, and let's see who can win this debate. Thank you, Eric Sanat. Thank you, Eric. You, you go first, I believe. Uh, so the right answer, it's, it's passing out. I mean, if you look at the biggest double turn, maybe, in WWE history, it was what he referenced. It was... Brett and Stone Cold. I mean, you know, that one match arguably made WWE's biggest uh, uh, draw in history um, as, you know, it turned Stone Cold from a heel to a face, passing out in a pool of his own blood. I mean, that's that's a prime example of a babyface losing in, like, the coolest way possible. So, yeah, it, it's passing out for sure. Yeah, probably, but... That's also a finish that you always advocate for. I know. It's hard for me to argue against it. You don't have to. Tapping, I mean, look, tapping out. That... Here's a problem. If you're a baby face and you tap out, you're a quitter. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to. I, the, I think the only argument that could be made with tapping out is it's more relatable. 
Oh, definitely. You're you're relating like you're. It's like oh man, definitely. I totally understand that. I'm totally there with you. I would have done the same thing. So it's a more relatable action. I don't know if people would really think about it in that sense though. Like when HBK tapped out. He mentioned this in this question too. To ankle after being in the ankle lock for seemingly forever. Did you relate to that? You think, wow, if I was in that situation, I would have tapped out too? Well, you relate to it in the sense that, oh, man, I feel for that guy. So I think deep down, like, if, if you're not thinking, oh, I would have done that too, I think there's sort of the inherent sort of, you know, maybe subconscious of like, yeah, man, boy, nobody can expect that guy not to tap out. You know, whereas passing out, I'm, I wouldn't pass out. If I, if I was given the option to, like, say I'm out of here or, oh, I'll just wait until I pass out, I don't, I don't understand that at all. Just start tapping out. So, I, yeah, I kind of think that it's a bit more relatable in that respect. Not passing out's the right answer, though. Oh, totally, yeah, because they're supposed to be like superhumans. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Next, Christopher Rampersad. Let's see what Christopher has to say. Hello, Steve Larson. So there's rumors that WWE might be changing up the network with their price rate to add additional content. You're going to be partnered off with ICW in progress. So my question is, what would you add on the network to make Bang for your buck. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. You go first, Larson. Oh, I do? Okay, this is what I want. I want all the Coliseum Home Video stuff on there. I know they've released some of it. I want all. All of it. All of it. Including, um, let me ask you, including what about like the Sable's home movie on the beach? It was like, like some of it was like her matches, but then the rest was like a bunch of like. Is that DX tape? <laughs> that we used to watch all the time. Is that on the network? I don't know. I want that stuff. Yeah, that stuff was yeah, good. I know. Like the first compilation they made for The Rock. That was good stuff. Yeah. I want that on there. This was like hosted by the wrestlers. Yeah, I yeah. Know, it was great. Stone Cold had one that was great too. Yeah. I want that stuff on there. Yeah, it was really good. And a lot of that Coliseum stuff, it was stuff that, that, that there's like some pretty major things that happened in some of those tapes. <laughs> right. You know, and to not have a vast majority, if not all that stuff on there. Come on, Come on, give me that. Come on. Um, I know we've been hearing about ICW, Progress, stuff like that going on there. Progress has their own streaming service, yes? Yes, in demand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, if I really want to watch Progress, I can do that. Um, in fact, that's the case for Evolve, too. But I'd put Evolve on there. I think mm-hmm. that'd be neat. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so, I would like, number one, offline viewing. Yeah, that'd be huge. There's, there's not a lot of time. Like, you know, we don't travel a lot. But it would have been nice to have it for playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you watch how many episodes of Narcos? Oh, man. Mucho mas. Almost all of them? Yeah. See. Um, and then, of course, I'd like a TVMA, not TV14, mind you, TVMA ECW oh, dear. relaunch. Oh, dear. Just so much cursing and blood, unprotected headshots, unprotected sex live on air. Like, you know. Basically, I just want them to bring back XPW, not ECW, XPW, but even make it worse than it was before. Mm. Worse in quality and worse as in more salacious. No. That's what I want. Sounds horrible. Give Rob, what was the name? Rob, Rob Black. Black. Give him a blank check. No. Do whatever you want to do. We almost saw someone die at a show. I don't want to see that. <laughs> hey, that's one thing I wouldn't mind seeing, the XPW library, so we can go back and revisit in the high def if they shot that stuff on high def. Oh, they didn't even have a Get out of here with that. I want to see me in the audience being horrified at watching Supreme get running around the f- ring on yeah. fire. I was like, oh my God, what have I got myself into? This could get worse for everybody. I knew it was, we, were, we were in for something else when a huge hunk of fluorescent tube goes flying to the audience. 
Yeah, I was Oof. Like, let's get away from that. There's yes. the bada. There's the bada. Oh, man. Talk about a Matt Chat Hall. Uh, a going in Raw Hall of Famer. This yes. guy takes his, his Matt Chat question to the people of the Friendoverse, puts it up for, puts up the best questions up for a poll. They vote on apparently this week. Oh, no. He actually says. Yeah, he'll say all this. We'll let him say. There yes. you go. There's the bottom. Hey guys, I'm back. The Friendoverse has chosen a new question, and this one's a little bit special because this is the first question that was brought up by a Friendo in the Friendoverse and ended up winning the poll. And the that Friendo is Church Jackson, who is the Adam Mayhem of stand-up comedy. Great Friendo, awesome guy. And he's been wanting to really wanted to know what you guys thought about this question for a really long time. Um, and here it is. He wants to know, is the Roman Reigns experiment ultimately just a big ploy to get John Cena cheered when he wins his 17th world title. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Thayer Thabata. Thank you, Thayer Thabata. I believe you got to go first here. All right. No, man. No. No, of course not. The WWE doesn't even plan two weeks in advance on their TV. You think they plan five years in advance for when Cena wins number 17? No. 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 No, there's no universe that that makes sense. No. No, it's, it, no, but it's great. It's ridiculous, and it's awesome. So I'm going to say, yes, why not? You know what I said about Roman Reigns when he uh, was feuding against Sheamus? I said the reason they had put him against Sheamus is because Sheamus is the only person uh, less popular probably in WWE than Roman. That's true. If you've got a choice between having to cheer between Sheamus and Roman Reigns, this was back in, what, 2015? You're going to cheer for Roman Reigns. Yeah, sure. And it Fast forward, yes. Fast forward a couple years, uh, you got Roman Reigns as kind of like the evolution of John Cena. He gets a really uh, polarizing figure of the wrestling world. Gets a a, a wide spectrum of reaction from Mm -hmm. the audience. But more booze. A lot of booze, some (laughs) More booze, some cheers. So uh, if if you, you say, okay... It's a dark, smoky room with one single light and everybody's oh, smoking sure, yes. cigarettes. Cigarettes, yeah, they you have know? to be. And uh, they're like... <laughs> How are we going to get John Cena to win number 17, eh? <laughs> and have him get a pop from the crowd. Yeah. And then, and then someone says, we'll, 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 we'll build the, 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 the more Cena, John Cena. Yeah. This Reigns kid over here, he's, got, he's great looking. He's got some skill. Uh, if we push them down everybody's throats, they're going to boo them because that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So let's just do that. Mm-hmm. So that by the time WrestleMania 36 rolls around, we, we want Cena to break the most hallowed record in wrestling history, yeah. uh, most championship reigns. Uh, it'll be a situation where it's like, well, we really don't want Cena to break Ric Flair's record. At the same time, it's Roman Reigns here. Yeah. We don't want him to win. Yeah. It's brilliant if you think about it. It would actually work right now too. It would. Cena came back and did that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Um, but no, they don't. They don't think that far in advance. They Maybe they want you to think. They that. stumble from one day to the. They want you to. They think that. stumble hour to hour. They want you to think that, Steve. My goodness. I mean, what was that question earlier about the Rumble winner, man. They would. How, how many exactly? How many days is it between now and the Royal Rumble? How, what is it? We're in October, beginning of October. Nine. All of October, November, 100, December, 100, January. One hundred and ten days. Four. Okay, one hundred and ten days. So Roughly. let's say the Rumble starts. It's three forty-three Pacific time now. Let's say the Rumble starts in one hundred and ten days. Uh, and uh, three what, hours. Six hours. Right. 
Because usually it's late at night. All right. It starts at 7. No, it starts at 5 our time. No, it starts at 4 now. 4 goes till 11. It goes till 8. It's the rumble. That's going to go to like They're not going to have nine. a seven-hour show. They will. It's going to go to nine. So that's six. That's five. 110 days, five hours away. They'll know 110 days, four hours from now. That's what it's going to be, man. Vince will wake up and still not know who he wants to win the rumble. Are you kidding me? Oh, there ain't, there ain't no Roman Reigns is going to win it, man. Come on. He's a default. <laughs> He's penciled in. Yeah. Uh, next, Steve's Zodiac Killer has got a question. Let's see what he has to say. Hello, Stephen Larson. It's Steve's Zodiac Killer here with another match out question. Uh, this time, the match out question is in relation to a UK wrestling legend, Doug Williams, who's recently retired after losing the Progress World Title, Progress Atlas Title. Sorry. And um, I'd just love to know you guys' opinions on what WWE legend who's currently wrestling would you like to see have one more title run before he or she retires. For me, I'd love to see Goldust have an IC title run before he retires. Um, I'd love to know you guys' opinions. Too sweet, high handshake, and I'll see you next time. Thank you, my Zodiac killer. Thank you. Um, you go first. Oh, Jeff Hardy. Give Jeff Hardy one more WB title run. Hey, man, I like his work right now. Yeah, he's been doing great work since his return, since his singles push started. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing else. I know you're not a huge fan of this, but in the right circumstances, I am. A token of appreciation for a, a long career in the ring. He's done a lot for the company. Sure, he's been paid handsomely for his work. I'm sure, nonetheless, uh, one last run of the title, I think, would, would, would be a really nice end to Jeff Hardy's career. I say yes to that. You know what would be a great end to somebody's career? This is ridiculous. Universal Championship going to The Undertaker. Roman Reigns, I'm coming back after you. You just put that answer down to say this. Um, It's Big Dog. Big dog, time to put the big dog down like a dog. Let me tell you something, Pastor. So Vince McMahon called me and said, Oh, is this Undertaker? I'll see you next week. And I said, Okay, that's fine. And then uh, 28 years later, I'm a universal champion now. I'm going to take that. And it works because the title is red. And that's the depths of hell are red, too. I'm going to put Big Dog down like Big Dog. All right, next question, A.O. Worm. Let's see what A.O. Worm has to say. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, A.O. Worm, with another match chat question. All right, Steve Larson. I'm going to name all five wrestlers from ROH that I really enjoy watching their matches. And I want you to tell me how they fare given five years in the WWE starting from NXT. So I'm going to give you guys Jay Lethal. Kenny King, Silas Young, um, Kelly Klein, and The Kingdom. Even though I know you guys don't know much about The Kingdom, they're a great team. So I need you guys to like either watch some matches from back in the day, back when Matt Taven had hair, or just wiki them and see what they've done in, in ROH. Side note, Matt Taven... The reason why he has the purple belt like that because he's literally one belt away from coming the grand another Grand Slam champion ROH and he that's the world title, so you can possibly see them feuding with Jay Lethal in the future. But with that being said, let me know what you guys think. All right, guys, I'm about to go work out. Too sweet, hearty handshake. I'm out. <laughs>
Thank you, Ao Worm. Thank you, Ao Worm. He's got us doing some friggin' research. We did a little homework for this. I wasn't that, I wasn't really familiar with Kelly Klein at all. Me neither. So we watched one of her matches. Correct. Um, I haven't watched a ton of the Kingdom, but I've watched enough to get an idea of what they're about. <laughs> You've watched enough to understand that you're not a huge into them. Same as me. Yeah. Okay. Let's just start off at the beginning. Jay Lethal. What what would be his ceiling? I think he could be <clears throat> for sure a really good Intercontinental Champion. I think that could be his ceiling on the main roster. See, I'm, I'm trying to... Okay, no, okay, no, man, no. Here's the thing. So, Jay Lethal has... And this should be... This should be a huge ceiling, Larson. This should be a massive ceiling. He's got Bob Roode ceiling. They're around the same mm. level of stature. Mm -hmm. And where is Bob Roode right now? Yeah, that's a good point. He's hating life. Yeah, Jay Lethal way. would be hating life. So yeah, that's maybe. his ceiling is hating life. All right, Kenny King. Um, he's kind of younger, isn't he? Kenny King. Let's find out. If he's young, he's got a shot. Debuted in... Oh, he's 37. Oh. Sorry, Kenny King. Your ceiling is sub-Bob Rude. Uh, he could be a, 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 a... Tag champion. Yeah. Tag champion. Yeah. Which is kind of like... That's even... Depending on what brand you're on, that could be sub-Bob Rude. Oh, yeah. Because Well, I mean, I know the tag titles right now aren't a big group, but that's... Yeah. See, that's... That's how bad they are. The tag titles aren't even in the tag division. Yeah, That's I know. That's I know. terrible. Next, Silas Young. He's fifth member of a faction. Ouch! Ouch! Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, he's Man. he's fifth member of Sanity or something like that. <laughs> I like Silas. Yeah, man. But he's 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 getting up there in years. Okay, here's no. Here's, he seems really rough around the edges. Here's Silas. Here's Silas Young's ceiling in WWE. It's no way, Jose. Guy who's basically a gimmick. Who's Kind of a one-dimensional character. Mm -hmm. And I like Silas Young. I do, too. I really like Silas Young. He spits a lot. Yeah. He's frosted the mouth. He's yeah. got a great mustache. Yeah. He's great. He's great. But this is the WWE we're talking I about know. here, man. I know. I know. This is WWE. It's just to be... Just to be anywhere on the main roster is rarefied air, given yeah. how many yeah. people they're signing. Yeah, I know. We've got... Who do we got in NXT. Alistair Black, Gargano, Ciampa, Undisputed Era, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee. Look at all those names. I know. And Silas Young? No, man. Fifth mem member of Sanity. No way, Jose, or fifth member of Sanity. Yeah. Next, The Kingdom. Uh, considering Adam Cole, and granted, I don't know how, how deep they want to get we're, into Ring of Honor so storyline. Equipped, man. Adam Cole, former leader of Kingdom. Bring in Kingdom the NXT feud with Undisputed Era. Okay, yeah. I think that would be a good start for the Kingdom. I think you're right about that. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I think that actually be perfect for him. Yeah. I don't know what TK Orion looked jacked, though, at a, yeah. at a Death Before Dishonor. I mean, I like, I don't, I don't, I don't know enough about them. I saw when TK Orion broke his leg. Broke his leg. That sucked. Yeah. Vinny Marseglia, is that how he say his name? I think so. He's the one that... He's got a, a great look to him. He does, but when he was screaming a lot at Anniversary Show, I thought he was a little annoying. Yeah. I, here's my thing. I don't want to run these guys down. No, I don't either. I don't know enough about them. And here's the thing. Like, A.O. Worm said, hey, can you watch some stuff of theirs? 
I need a bit more. Like what I've seen so far, I'm like, eh, I don't really, I'm not huge into it. Yeah. But I do need a bigger sample size. Oh, they could be the type that if I, if I was, if I really got into it, I could be into it and I'd be like, okay, cool. But again, rarefied air. Yeah. Nothing really stands out for me yeah, right now. Yeah, that's the thing. But if I was into it, I could be into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then Kelly Klein, I liked what I saw in that one match. Mm-hmm. She just seems like a wrestler's wrestler, I guess, yeah, yeah, you know? Very yeah. sort of just going she out there. She seems like she'd, be, she'd fit right in with the NXT Women's Division. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I like I like that gimmick of gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. All I right. love this next match chat. This is a, a swerve happens in this next. There's a lot. Well, don't go, spoil anything. Damn a lot it. going on in this video. It's from Bobby Mincy. Welcome back to Matt. Welcome Chad, back, Bobby. Bobby Mincy. Woo! Let's see what Bobby has to say. But a short-lived. Stop. Go ahead. Hey, Stephen Larson, Bobby Mincy, and I'm back to Matt Chat. I've been away for a while, but I have a whole bevy of questions. I can't wait to ask you guys. But for my first Matt Chat question, back. Hey guys, Ariana Martin here. For my first, with my first Matt Chat question. I used to watch wrestling, and I, I'm wanting to get back into it. How would you suggest some for someone like me to get back into wrestling? Oh, my back. Psh, you're fine. Thank you, Ariana Martin. Wow. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a chair shot. That's like That uh, was like an ECW-level chair like, shot. That was as shocking as Gato hitting Okada with the chair. Totally. It was. Shocking. There was no punches pulled there, man. None. Ariana with the right. heel move, if, wearing if, the Slayer shirt. Yeah. So if you're looking to get back into wrestling, start with NXT. Okay. Um, it doesn't demand a huge time commitment like anything on WWE main roster. It's one hour a week. Totally doable. He, there's a takeover quarterly, once every two or three months. Um, totally doable. Mm-hmm. Um, you get uh, good storytelling. You get awesome wrestling. All in an easily digestible package. Yep. Um, Not a huge time commitment. No. If you like that, then you can get into some other stuff. Maybe you get into New Japan. Maybe you start watching SmackDown. Um, like Robbie and the list. Robbie the end of the list right now. <laughs> right. It's just a huge. It's 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 a time vampire. It'll 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 kill your soul. Yeah. And 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 when it's not good, it's very not good. Yeah. And you just feel like you're absolutely wasting your time. <laughs> <laughs> so, start with next. <laughs> Start with NXT. <laughs> Start with NXT. Um, what? It's so it's so long. It is. It's so long. <laughs> oh. And when it's not good, it's it just it's, feels even longer. It, it just feels like it's a five-hour show. It does, man. It just goes and goes and goes. Start with stop. Start with NXT. And then they have an overrun. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can't get it. You the worst is the, when the, when like the main event segment starts at like two like eight. Or sorry, uh, ten fifty nine. Like, You're like, you, God damn, they're gonna go twenty minutes over tonight, aren't they? You can't fit everything into three hours. You need fifteen, four, thirteen extra minutes. I know it's too much, man. What are you doing? It's too much. SmackDown gets it done in fifty nine point fifty nine. NXT gets it done sometimes in like fifty six. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Start no. with NXT. Yeah. Go to SmackDown next if you like that, or New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um. Because New Japan, if you really want to get to the intricacies of the storyline, you kind of have to pay attention to a lot of the road to yeah, shows. And it, and yeah, to New get the Japan. dynamics. But if you want to just get the broad strokes of the story, mm-hmm. 
you can watch the major shows and, and stay relatively caught up. You can you can you can seriously cons- well you can kind of consider NXT. I mean, if you take the the turnover rate out of the equation, people quantum leaping out to SmackDown. It's, I mean, that is kind of the funny thing about NXT is that <coughs> you can't really consider NXT like you can't. I mean, I guess you could, but you kind of can't just watch NXT if you really are invested in the characters because they eventually just quantum leap out of there. Yeah, and it's I've like, compared to being a fan of a minor league baseball team. Yeah. You have to be a fan of the brand. Or you have to just appreciate what's happening in the moment. Because it's not going to happen on the main roster. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. You, I mean, you know, you, oh, man, I really like Bob Roode as champion. Champion is endgame. That's yeah, it. That's yeah. it. Then they're gone. Once they lose that belt and they're no longer on TV, just consider them. <laughs> exactly. Thanos got him. Who knows? <laughs> you know. <laughs> just appreciate what you had. <coughs> I'm having a heart attack. That's about NXT. You just have to appreciate what you have. Because, and then, like, Bob, you're somebody needs to dither away Bob Rude from that match, that last match on NXT. Yep. So no, you're you're absolutely right. NXT that is the absolute answer. Not a time, not a huge time commitment. Um, it's it's great in every single aspect. Next we got Christian. Christian. Let's see what Christian has to say. Hey Steve. Hey Larson. This is the Hall of Fame Christian here with another Matt Chat question. With the release of 2K19 here, when this video comes out, it will be here at the release. My question to you guys is, what is the top video game match? What is the top dream match that can never happen in WWE history that you want to see? I want to see Undisputed Era versus Four Horsemen versus NWO. That's just... Versus DX. Four Corners. Yes. What about you guys? And argue... Which would be the better match or feud? Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Christian. All right, dream matches that we'll never see that you want to see. Daniel Bryan, Bret Hart, I guess. I swear you're turning into number one Bret Hart fan. Yeah, I got a $45 shirt. You got to be number one Bret Hart fan. So, heck yeah, man. No, I mean, you know, Bret Hart. Uh, sort of the the, the, the the prototype, the forerunner of the Daniel Bryan type wrestler. Top technical wrestler. Top technical wrestler, kind of undersized. Um, Daniel Bryan obviously has like tons more personality in that he has personality in the first place. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that I think that'd be a good dream match that's never going to happen. I like your answer better, though. You did yours first before I did. Yeah. Pete Dunne versus William Regal. Oh, man. That was um, great. Uh, William Regal. Brilliant ring technician, mm-hmm. uh, great character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Across the board. Did you ever see that that final promo of his in NXT? We'll have to watch it after this is done. It was he was taken on crap. I forget who now. Yeah. Um, Cesaro. I think he was oh, taking yeah, on Cesaro, yeah. and it was like his last match. And he did this really eloquent, amazing oh, old He's wrestler amazing. thing. Yeah. He's amazing. He's the best. Great in ring performer. Great Mike guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, put him up against Pete Dunne. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, Even great. Especially if they could do it now with the story they've kind of established during the, the first United Kingdom tournament mm-hmm. where William Regal was none too happy with Pete Dunne 
uh, in his, uh, his 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 activities outside the ring yeah. in terms of beating people up. Yeah, be great. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Great. Um, next up, Zach S, the IWGP Friendoverse Champion. Let's see what he has to say. Which because even more than many friendos out there, it is Zach S. My question for this week for Matt Chat is, what are the ten neatest things Edge has ever done? Thanks, boys. Thank you, Zach S. Thank you, Zach S. So. We're gonna, I'm, we're gonna do a, a, a thing. I'm at some point. We we've promised this on and off on the show. If you're if you're an avid watcher of Going In Raw, you'll know that an episode we've always wanted to do of the old Countout Show, or maybe we'll do it as a list shock. I don't know. Top ten th- neatest things Edge has done. He's done a lot of neat things. He's done a lot of neat things. Um, spoiler alert: Number one, live sex show. Probably gonna be live sex show. I don't think there's any probably about it. We got to see three nipples in that live sex show: mm-hmm. two of Edge's and one of Lita's. Mm-hmm. So you know that's what it is. That's number one. That's me number one. Cashing yeah. in on John Cena is probably number two. It's the first time it ever happened. That might even be number one. To be honest with you, I don't know. But sex, like legit sex, that are out there in a wrestling ring, that's yeah, pretty that's cool. Yeah, something else, man. You know, everybody something likes else. to see that. It's like that scene in Boogie Nights when everybody's just at that party watching. Little Bill's wife getting on was just some dude. Yeah. You know, it was great. Uh, next up from Stephen M. Let's see what he has to say. It's your Irish linguistic expert, Stephen M. here, or Smirk Galway, with another match at question. Now, today I'm taking branding and products and giving it the wrestling flavor. So, what wrestlers should have their own line of beer, weed, uh, weed accessories like rolling paper and stuff, seen as the Friendo uh, community is very 420 friendly and loves their beer. So obviously you can have Roman doing Corona ads, having his own limited edition of Corona um, line. So I was wondering, and Matt Riddle could have his own rolling papers and all that. So I was wondering what ads and what wrestlers pick five each and who should promote what? Too Sweet, Hardy Handshake, Steve Shoulderlean, See you later. Thank you, Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen M. Uh, here, let's alternate. Okay. Bong Lesnar. All right. That's, Talking about weed paraphernalia. Yeah, that's be a good. Bong after Bong Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, uh, for uh, 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 Lesnar beer, it would be Bach Lesnar. That's good. Rather that's than good. Brock. Yeah. Bach. Yeah. Um, for uh, an ale, Braille Wyatt. Okay. Okay. Bra- Braille Wyatt. It's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Um, uh, something to put your... Your weed paraphernalia in, as mm-hmm. well as your actual stuff, mm-hmm. uh, or your stash, stash Wilder. Oh, I like that. That's good. How about this? I lo- sometimes I like to drink a fine gin, and from no wrestler other than Gin Ballard. That's good. Yeah, that's good. It's only the finest. Um, uh, so, uh, say Roman Reigns is like the spokesperson for a healthy eating campaign. Oh, sure. Yeah. There's all sorts of variants you can do on his name, such as Romaine Reigns. Oh, I like it. Lettuce, of course. Of course, yeah. Uh, Roman whole grains. Oh, that's good, yeah. You know, whole grains, good for you. Sure. Keep you full. Hearty, yeah. I like this. Uh, so a Roman Reigns laundry detergent called Roman Get Out Your Stains. That's good. Yeah. Um, he starts losing his hair a little bit. Mm-hmm. Roman. Oh, yeah. Rogaines. Rogaines. I like it all. All great answers. All good answers. Samuel O is up next. He's got some fantasy booking. Let's see what he has to say. So I was thinking. I was thinking really hard about this. When Leo Rush, everybody from 205 Live and NXT kind of started showing up on the main roster, it made me think, what will be the ultimate cool endgame that no one would see coming? And then it hit me like a sack of bricks. 
what if we get closer to Survivor Series and all of a sudden we start finding people knocked out here and there a couple more times and Raw and SmackDown are like, oh, had to have been Raw or had to have been SmackDown and had to have been Kurt Angle's comeback or Shane O'Mac's back. Oh, God. But it really, it's NXT and 205 Live because they've come up to show everyone what they can do because they're the ones fixing the issue with the main roster. And they're sick and tired of playing second fiddle. So instead, they're going to take matters into their own hands and we're going to get NXT 205 Live versus Raw and SmackDown for Survivor Series. Fresh. Interesting. A little lopsided in the women's division. But the, t- but the NXT ladies can easily make up for that. Easily. But anyway... Kind of wanted to hear your, you know, kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on it, if I could get those words out. Hope you're both doing well. Too sweet, hearty handshake, and remember, above all else, keep it filthy, friendos. Later. Thank you, Samuel O. Thank you, Samuel O. Interesting fantasy booking suggestion from Samuel O. What do you think about it? I mean, I guess it would infuse some... Freshness into the product. However, I can't think of any universe in which uh, WWE would allow Raw or SmackDown to lose to 205 Live or NXT. Yeah. That's sort of the problem is that, number one, you'd be... uh, You'd have never seen a Nexus situation. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. You'd also be sort of blowing your entire wad. Like, NXT, they've got all their own... they They do a really good job of having all their own rivalries and feuds. Like, there's no way the Undisputed Era would ever team up with like Alistair Dunn. Black, Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano. For uh, the sake of taking on the main roster. Right, exactly. No. Ciampa, Gargano, two of the biggest stars. They're obviously not going to team up. Alistair Black don't like anybody. Um, so that would sort of be... Like, with 205 Live, there's a bit more sense of... See, 205 Live, actually, I would actually prefer the situation if, if NXT wasn't in it, but 205 Live yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. There's a bit more sense of camaraderie because it's the spirit of competition, maybe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with those guys. It'd be easier to find five competitors you, who are at the top of the card who could conceivably work together as yeah, well. Yeah, sure. And they can take a, a very spirited babyface loss. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that'd be good. Mm-hmm. All right, we got one more video question from, oh, yeah, wardrobe change. Yeah, I'll do that real quick. I threw up all over myself and you. I'm sorry yeah, for that. Yeah, I mean... I apologize. Unfortunately, I didn't have a time to take a shower before we continue, so I reek of Steve's vomit nonetheless. Um, work must go on. It does. Got a question here from Loki. Let's see what Loki has to say. Hello, Stephen Larson. Loki Richard here. Back from my excursion into WCW. The freak of flight is back. My question for you this week is, retrospectively, did WCW disrespect lucha culture by making all the wrestlers dismask or was it a good money making opportunity have fun with the debate i'll see you soon thank you loki thank you loki i mean so it all kind of depends like my, my my gut instinct is this yes because like i do, do you really think the people in charge at WCW, I always want to say WCW, WCW would have cared about Lucha tradition. The cynic in me says no. Um, I think there there was probably some who had wrestling experience that probably cared. Um, Eric Bischoff, I don't know. Since he 
wasn't a wrestler. He hadn't wrestled. He hadn't, apart from WCW. Well, no, he was involved in AWA, but I don't think he had traveled. Yeah. Like, say, Arn Anderson. Yeah. You think Arn Anderson would appreciate and, 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 and know of the Lucha tradition? Sure, yeah. 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 Yeah, but I don't know if Bischoff necessarily would, or if he would, would he care enough to 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 put that ahead of whatever ideas he had? I just don't know. Do we know do you, off the top of your head? Do you know who is in charge when, like Ray, for example? Because like Ray, um, Hooventud. Did Hooventud have a mask? Mm-hmm. Okay, Hooventud. I think maybe not. I don't know if Hooventud ever had a mask. Maybe not. Yeah, you're right. I don't remember having a mask in WCW. Who else? I mean, who else unmasked? It was Ray. Did Conan unmask in WCW? Mm-mm. Unmasked in WCW. Let's, let's just look this up here real quick. Um, so, Rey Mysterio got unmasked in 1999. Nah, it might have been Russo then. It might have been a Russo thing? Let's see here. That was about October 99 that uh, Russo went over there? Something like that. Um... Uh, I'm just looking at yeah, I'm looking at Reddit right now. Yeah, I don't I mean. I guess we can just speak in general terms, though. Not necessarily. It all depends on the motivation. It all depends on their understanding of lucha culture and tradition. Um, and without knowing that, it's kind of hard to say if it was disrespectful or not. Mm-hmm. Um. You would like to hope that whoever was getting their mask removed was cool with it. Yeah. And it wasn't a situation where they were essentially ordered to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I've don't. i not really read of, upon the stories of, of what led to um, wrestlers getting unmasked in WCW. I mean, it, like, if, if, you, if you sort of take the entirety of it, it definitely, like, in the end, didn't really feel like it was worth it. You no, know what I mean? No, no. Like, it doesn't, they didn't do any, like, cool story. Uh, I mean, I vaguely remember it. Mm-hmm. But, like, there were no real cool stories in no. WCW. I mean, and, and then Loki hearing this question thought, you know, asked, did, did, did you think it was worthwhile from a marketing standpoint? When was Ray at his most popular in WWE mm-hmm. with the mask on? Oh, yeah. He never took it off in WWE. No. Um, yeah, no. No, no, no. They, they probably never should have done that. No. And it was, it, it never, it, it, look, it, 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 in the end, it doesn't matter because WCW would have sank into the pit it ended up sinking into, anyways. Mm-hmm. So it didn't do anything. Of course, they, that's what they did. What are, pop ratings. Yep. Pop ratings. They used it to pop ratings. Yep. One or two week pop ratings, and that was it. Exactly. Garbage. So, no, garbage idea. <laughs> you know, unless it was Ray's idea, unless Ray wanted to do it. Maybe he wanted to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't bother to research it, so who knows? No, we're just going to this. Uh uninformed opinion exactly yeah so i i t- i just tend to err on the side of nobody cared about anybody in wcw that's it's probably wrong to think that way it probably it's probably not I mean, the right yeah, way to go. It, it might not be right but I'm just cynical about it well also based on what we've heard about how that company was run mm-hmm. yep i mean to a certain extent it wouldn't surprise me if everybody just had their own agendas yeah and didn't really care what anybody else uh anybody else was doing yeah so who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Good question. Though. Yes. Good great question. question. Thank you. An awesome mask you have there. Oh, it says here, look, breaking. I was strongly against it. This is from uh, Sports Kita. And it's a video clip from 1999. I don't think WCW understood what the mask meant to me. Um, 
The fans wanted Rey Mysterio with the mask and losing me, losing it hurt me a lot. It was also frustrating yeah. that I didn't come as a climax to a feud with another masked wrestler just to throw, just put in a throwaway match. So oh, then, so Hooventude did have one. He said the same thing happened to Hooventude in Psychosis. And psychologically-wise, it was a bad move by Eric Bischoff. I think the fans understand I was in a position where I had no option. I either had to lose my mask or lose my job. There's your answer. Yeah, terrible idea. Yeah. It was all on Bischoff, so screw him. And, uh, yeah, glad that Rey Mysterio went on to massive, massive success. Success. Yes. Success. Yes. Um, and then finally, we have a text question yeah. from Ron P. And uh, it is this. Hey, friendos, this is my first Matt Chat question. Welcome, Ron P. Welcome. With WWE's Women's Revolution in full effect, when do you think will be the end of it if there is one? To have women main event a WrestleMania or to have women main event a match in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> I think at some point when... At some point, they'll, they'll stop talking about history and, and evolution and revolution and stuff. Once they've sort of done everything, boy, main of main like even having a match in Saudi Arabia. I don't know. At that point, I'd be like, okay, the day is done. We did it, everybody. Because that's a huge. That's I don't massive. think be. I don't think people quite understand how big that would be. Mm-hmm. I personally don't think it's going to happen. Probably ever. I really don't, man. Yeah, I don't know. This is the government of Saudi Arabia we're talking about here. Steeped in their own traditions, you know? Mm. I just, you know, to them, to them, number one, the money that they're throwing WWE, obviously, from our point of view, is a ton of money. Oh, yeah. From their point of view, it's probably chump change. You know what I mean? Oh, this is entertainment. Let's just bring them over here. You think you're going to, I'm sorry, you think you're going to affect change in our country? We're paying you to put on your little song and dance routine and you think you're going to bring women here to do what we... I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. It sucks and WWE should be should rightly be taking a task for it. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see it. I would be very surprised if it happened. Of these two options listed here, women main eventing WrestleMania is going to happen first. Oh yeah, that that will happen. Yeah. That will absolutely happen. It might happen, happen as soon as next year. Might happen next year. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I should I should say this. I don't know enough about the government of Saudi Arabia to tell whether or not they'd be ever open to change. Yeah, I don't know. From what I've heard, they don't come off like it. You know, they just don't. I mean, they they put WWE on blast last year for running a commercial with like Sasha in it and Carmella, yeah, and Carmella in the wrestling gear. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. WWE can talk about trying to affect change all they want. They're doing that for the big, big money. Big, big money. So, I don't know, man. I think that... I think that... Once Ronda and Charlotte have their match in the main event at WrestleMania, which is a very distinct possibility mm-hmm. as the first main event, you know, women's match in WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Once that happens... I could see them, you know, when the Mae Young Classic, if that's going to be a yearly thing, you know, they might talk about it. But at some point, it's going to be like, okay, we get it. You, you, you know, you made history. Now let's just appreciate the wrestling, you know? You don't have to talk about that. And, and 
they kind of dialed it back a little bit this year for the Mae Young Classic. They did, yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's good. Like, focus on the wrestling. That's what you should be doing. Um, if they were to affect that change in Saudi Arabia, they they should rightfully be able to take as many victory laps as they want. Yeah. I mean, that's serious. You know, yeah, yeah, if they're yeah. able to do that, yeah. then they have the right to say, see, we did something fairly significant yeah. um, that they can definitely hang their hat on. Yeah. Um, so, and at that point, you know, man, yeah, what else is there to do, you know, in terms of, hey, we're, you know, always making history. It's like, you know, you're good. No, I don't, I can't really think of anything offhand. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, if when Vince retires, Stephanie steps up as the actual head of the company, you know, that'd be, that'd be probably pretty, something they could talk pretty about. Huge, yeah. You know, yeah. That'd be huge. Yeah. So, there you go. But as to whether or not they'd ever stop talking about it, yeah, probably. I mean, they've 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 done so many things at this point um, to sort of stake their claim on, hey, we're trying to change things for women in the business. Um, that you know, at some point they're going to run out of things to do, and mm-hmm. it'll just be par for the course. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's another episode of Matt Chat in the books. Thank you, everybody, and again at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. You too can uh, participate in Matt Chat. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we love all these videos that we get. We They're do. Very interesting and fun and all that stuff. I'm done talking. For yeah. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.